Jesus came to be the Savior for all people. But then Jesus, at the same time, said, the only way for people to be saved is through him. This inclusive statement that Jesus comes as the Savior for all people, this idea of, of, of coexisting with all the different religious groups, all the different people groups in the world, Jesus comes as the Savior for all people. But then he says that salvation comes through me. Inclusive, everybody's invited, but also seems to be exclusive, that you've got to believe one thing and only one thing if you're going to have spiritual life. In John chapter 14, if you want to turn there in your Bible or the big Bible on the screen, Jesus says, I am the way. I am the truth. Nobody comes to the Father except through me. Jesus declares this statement. It seemed divisive in those days and just as much today. Some would say that's narrow-minded. You talk to a family member, a co-worker, and you share that Jesus says he's the only way, and someone says, wait a second, how come he's the only way? I mean, you're trying to tell me that like someone over here who's living a good life and, and they do nice, kind things for people and they serve in their community just because they don't believe in Jesus, God is going to send them to hell? The world population, when asked and surveyed, some 30% or so declare that they're Christians. That means 70% of the population on the earth say that they don't believe in Jesus as the only way. If you were to drill down, even looking at that 30% who say that they're Christians, many say it in speech only. In our own country, supposedly, some 80% of Americans um, declare that they're a Christian. I, I mean... What is God going to, if we, we believe that Jesus in his word is true, that he is the only way to heaven. He's the only way to having a relationship with God. What about the 70, 75, 80% of the people who live on this earth? Your neighbors, family members, co-workers. How, how do we coexist with all of these different thoughts? And where does this leave the majority of the people in the world? How do you and I embrace that Jesus is the only way while we still love people who've chosen another way? That's an important question. It's been an important question for a long time. But I would suggest in the world that we live in today, we better begin to understand how do you and I, most of us in this gathering, you believe that Jesus Christ is the only way that like spiritual life, you can claim that you're a spiritual person, but if you don't have a relationship with Jesus, you would say that person, they don't know God and they have no hope of heaven. That means the majority of people, 75, 80% of people right now don't have hope of heaven and we walk into their lives 
And we say things like, well, Jesus is the only way. And, and they respond, man, you are so narrow-minded. That's pompous. That, that's bigoted. Or perhaps we don't want to be called narrow-minded. We don't want to be labeled as a narcissistic, know-it-all, religious zealot. So we don't say anything. Again, the question, how do you, how do we embrace that Jesus is the only way while we still lean in and love people who've chosen another way. It seems, at least from our past, either one of two categories. One, we do become a zealot, and we argue with people at the Thanksgiving table. We go to work, we, at the coffee shop. I mean, we argue and we debate, and we try to prove to them how Jesus is the only way, and their way is wrong. And how's that been working for us? On the other side, we don't want anybody to be offended. We want to give the impression that, that we're kind of woke to the reality that there's all kinds of different people groups and all kinds of different ideologies and religions and, and somehow it really doesn't matter what you believe as long as you believe something because all good roads one day somehow will end up in a place called heaven. This portrait from Michael Belk, when you receive your weekend recap and you click on the link that we will send to you and you see the behind-the-scenes video of what he was thinking in his mind as he brought these different actors together and as they dressed them up representing all the different world religions. And then in the forefront, this child with a camera because Jesus says there's something unique about a child. He says that for all of us to inherit the kingdom, to step into the kingdom, we must have the faith of a child. So let me ask the question again. When you and I, we embrace that Jesus says that he is the only way to heaven. We embrace Acts chapter 4, where it says, By the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the one you killed on a cross, the one God raised from the dead, salvation comes no other way. There is no other name that has been given that will be given to us which we will be saved. Only this one. We embrace it. And then we have conversations with friends who say things like, Well, how could a loving God send people to hell? Or God's so good, why does God let bad things happen to good people? How do you and I embrace Jesus Christ is the only way? And in case you're wondering, that's exactly what I, I believe. I believe the Bible. I believe when Jesus says he is the only way. I believe Philippians chapter 2. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God and Father. I believe it with every ounce and fiber of my being. What I wrestle with is how do I step out into a world where the vast majority, my friends in my neighborhood, in Ocala, in Central Florida, how do I live in a way that honors what Jesus says, that he's the only way, while I still love people who've chosen a totally 
different way to live. I don't understand it. I don't believe it. I don't embrace it. But how? Let me give you a couple things if you're interested and you write them down. They certainly have helped me. Because I have found myself in both extremes. Maybe you have too. There are some times I have argued. I have raised my voice. I've leaned in to try to prove my point. And maybe in the moment the person fatigued, they just say, fine, sure, I'll believe whatever you're saying. And at times, I haven't wanted to offend somebody. I haven't wanted to kind of cause them to be pushed away from me, so I've said nothing. Here's what I'm learning. To embrace that Jesus is the only way. While I keep loving people who've chosen another way, number one, it starts inside of me and my relationship with God and his word and trusting God, believing God, obeying his word before I have fully understood it. So you've got to ask yourself a question this morning. If you've leaned in to being a Christian, what's the high watermark in your life? Is it understanding God or is it following God? See, those are two totally different, two totally different actions. A lot of us are in a place like this, and I, I love God, I want God in my life, but I want to understand why is he doing what he's doing? Why would he allow that evil? Why would he allow that to happen? Why does he allow these things to happen? Hey, as soon as I understand him, when I get it figured out, now I'll step out, I'll obey him. Compared to what the Bible encourages us to do, to follow him even when we don't understand. Notice Proverbs 3. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he'll make your paths straight. In Proverbs 14 and 15, the Bible teaches us clear that we don't have a blind faith. This is not me just stepping off on a cliff and just jumping off and saying, hey, whatever, whatever God decides to do, it's not passive. My faith is active. I have leaned into the word of God. I have made an intellectual, I have made a, a decision of my heart that I'm going to trust him more than leaning on my own understandings. How do we embrace that Jesus is the only way while we don't fall, so to speak, pray to the woke culture in which we live today where the pressure the pushback is you're too narrow-minded you need to expand your horizons you need to be willing to think how other people think your way isn't the only way of thinking right the pressure is for real the only way for you and i to live in that pressure is for you and i to continue to stay connected to god's word because it's not my way that I'm promoting. It is the Jesus way that he says he's the only way. Isaiah 55 and 8. The Bible says, God says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. See, here's the wrestling. This morning... Am I trying to reach up to God and to pull him down so that I can figure him out? And once I pull him down and figure out why he allows this, what he's doing in this area, now I'll have a relationship with him. Or am I 
willing to stand where I am and to reach up in praise and reach up in worship and say, I don't understand this, but you're God and I'm not, and I will trust and obey and follow after you. I'm, talking about, I'm not talking about pushing this on somebody else. This is what keeps me centered. This is what keeps me rooted in a world that's confused, in a world that 75, 80% have saying, listen, I'm going in another way. I'm able to stay connected to the Jesus way because his word guides me, directs me, and fills me. I'm just asking this morning, how do we embrace that Jesus is the only way? And I believe that while we still lean in and love people who've chosen another way. The deficit we see in our culture is we have not understood how to nuance this. We have not understood how to be people of Jesus, to follow after him, to love him, to be fully committed to him, while at the same time we have relationships with people who've chosen another way. We've pulled back. We've pulled up. That's why we have to have this ongoing, connected relationship with his word. 1 Corinthians 13. We don't yet see things clearly. We're squinting in a fog, peering through a mist. That's why we need his word. It's confusing as you look out across culture and you see what people are saying and what people believe and how they're living in their life. It's like looking through a fog. That's, that's why we look to God's word to bring clarity to our mind, not to an election in November. It's only God's word that will give you a sense of settledness in a crazy world that's bent on craziness. The Bible says in Joshua chapter 1, keep this book. Moses has died. Joshua steps out as a young leader. Moms and dads and grandmas and grandpas a new leader is stepping on the scene. Your child is stepping up and stepping into their future. God says then and God says now, keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Maybe the reason that we're struggling in this generation is we have spent a lot of time in exposing our children and grandchildren to academics, and I want children to be the best academic students possible. Or we expose them to the athletics. I want them to, to play sports and be active. What might happen in your sons and daughters and, and, and grandchildren if we would equally expose them to God's Word? Don't, don't stop the academics and don't stop the athletics, but what if we begin to step them in to the Word of God because we want our children to be prosperous? How do we embrace that Jesus is the only way while we keep on loving people who've gone in a different way? It starts in my relationship with God's Word. I've got to trust Him. Let me give you another thing if you're taking notes this morning is we've got to learn how to 
once we've trusted him, right, I, I, I've set my feet on the solid rock of God's word. I, I have a sense of confidence of who he is. I, I have been adopted in his family by faith. Now I've got to go live it up. I, I've got to step out in my everyday life because I've got this relationship with Jesus. I, I, I have a new found faith a fresh sense of expectancy that God is in me and God is with me and God is for me, that, that because Jesus came back from the dead, I can come back from anything. I have a new sense of hope and mercy and grace and love that's in my life that I did not have until I began a relationship with Jesus. It allows me to step out in the world and to live it up, to have a sense of confidence that no matter what happens around me, the person who lives in me gives me hope and assurance. Live it up. Maybe the reason people avoid us who live a different way is we haven't learned how to live it up. How to have this incredible confidence that we've, that we've got because of Jesus who lives in me. I'm convinced that People don't need another lecture on how to live. They need to see us practicing what it looks like to step out and live it up. That, listen, the worst thing that could happen to me in this day is I wake up in heaven. That becomes a game changer. I could try and illustrate that for you this morning, but it would fall short. No matter what earthly illustration, metaphor I could give, I could give you the, the example of of a man and a woman, they fall in love, right? And, and they get engaged, and then they have their, their wedding day and the ceremony, and now it's time for the reception. And we're at the party, right? And everybody's celebrating and toasting and dancing. But that's pale in comparison to a Christ follower who has trusted God, who knows that I've got the power of the resurrection that lives in me. How could any celebration on this side of heaven come close? But you understand the struggle is so for real. It's for real as I stand on this platform today and try to live passionately to say that God has given us the freedom to step out and to live it up, to have a certain sense of confidence that because I am free in Christ that this life is incredible. More than an email proving that Jesus is the only way. People need us to engage them right where they are. Let them see how satisfied, how deeply satisfied I am in Christ. And listen, we're really good at this. We're experts in this. When something satisfies you, me, we tell people. When you go to a restaurant, when, when you buy a product, when someone serves you a certain way, you tell everybody how good it is. Let me tell you, if you found gasoline for $4.25, you would be texting everybody, oh my goodness, on this side of town, we are really good. When we're satisfied, we tell people all about it. Would you dream with me of what it might look like as we embrace that Jesus is the only way and we step out and we live so satisfied in front of people who've chosen another way? Go live it out. And the full thought of this point is share it out, the good news of Jesus Christ. We, we trust it up, right? I trust God's word up into my life. 
it gives me a certain sense of foundation. Now I step out and I live it out. And then I, I give it out. I share out the incredible good news. The Bible says in Matthew 28, go to all nations, all people groups, all religions, all the people and share the good news of Jesus Christ. And each and every day, we're finding more and more people who identify themselves differently than you, who think differently than you. But the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ has not changed. And you and I can leave today trusting up God's word into our life. We can live it out. We are deeply satisfied in who Christ is in my life. Now we can step and share it out. That's, that's who we are as a church. That, that, that's what you've done so generously and faithfully as you've given to the people in Ukraine. Do you know that through you, 37,000 New Testaments have been bought and by another person in Ukraine have been handed into refugees' hands? 37,000 people through you. That's what it means to share, share it out. I can't think of anything more pressing in the days in which we live and how confused children and families are today for us to call to action in stepping into the foster care space. We could talk about why families in Marion County have pulled up since the pandemic. I'm sure there's valid reasons. But unlike any other time, the time is now for us to step into this space. We, in this kind of setting, often talk about we are pro-life. And we're for babies who are in the womb of a mom. We must also become equally, equally committed to the babies who have been born. And for whatever reason, not because of anything they've done, they haven't been loved by their biological parents or something's happened to their biological parents and they're not able to care for them. We can step into this space. It's the gospel of Jesus Christ and we can make a difference. And because, we, because you, we, we give generously. Our, our model is not to cast a vision we need this much money and turn people upside down and shake them and put a bunch of images up on the screen to make you feel guilty and then you give. We ask that all of us would consider our finances on loan from God and we give generously in advance so that when a need like foster care is presented before us, we can say as a spiritual community, if you decide to step in and to learn what it means to foster, yes, the state gives some small stipend, but it's not enough. We as a church can step in and say, hey, listen, we will financially support you along the way as well. I can't think of any better way to support the gospel of Jesus Christ to step in to a missionary foster family who will come alongside and help this boy and help this girl understand for whatever reason, biologically, this family wasn't able to care for you, but the spiritual family of God, because we have embraced that Jesus is the only way, while we still love people who've chosen another way, the difference that we can make. You might not be fully committed to being a foster. Listen, next Monday night, come to the information seminar. Just learn. 
Learn and see. Let God touch your heart. Who knows how you could create space for a boy or for a girl. This is who we are. We embrace. We lean in. That's what 3G is all about. 3G from the beginning of our church on a Sunday. This year it'll be August 14th. We'll gather, right? But we don't come into the auditorium. We stay out in the parking lot, and then we go to all kinds of different projects. What's amazing to me is this. The feedback that I receive from people in the community has never been about the project that we've done at a school, at a local nonprofit. Over and over, they always tell me, we just can't believe that you guys would come and do this at our school or do this at our building or do this for our neighbors or do this on a Sunday. Sunday's your day. You guys gather at your church and your school. We can't believe you would give up your day. The miracle is not the project. The feedback is that we've touched hearts by people seeing that we lean in and we love up people before they've chosen Jesus. We want to serve them where they are. This is how we embrace that Jesus is the only way while we still love people who've chosen another way. 1 Peter 3 and 15, the Bible says, but in your hearts revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for you, the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. I think one reason 80 percent of the human population on earth has rejected christ as a lot of times we've shown up yes jesus is the only way without a doubt my life is saved by jesus but it's how we share jesus the gospel of jesus christ is offensive to walk out in the culture in which you and i live today and to say in a culture that says listen we should coexist it doesn't matter what you believe as long as you believe something. I mean, well, let's all just, right? I mean, all, all good roads lead to, to heaven. All the, right? To say out loud that Jesus says that he's the only way is offensive to people. What's really important as you and I learn, and I would teach this to seminary students when I was a, a professor, I would say, listen, the gospel of Jesus is offensive. At some point, you can't back away. Yes, build relationships. Yes, be empathetic to who they are. Yes, take the time to learn and listen. But at some point, the gospel of Jesus Christ declares humanity's wrong, humanity has sinned, and only Jesus came to take away the penalty of sin. And the only way to get to God is through Jesus. That is offensive. What's really important is I'm not. I think that's been our problem it's been my problem i can show up because i believe something and i believe that i'm i'm right and i'm right and so i argue with somebody to prove how wrong they are no wonder they turn and walk the other way we've got to love people where they are that doesn't mean that you become woke it means that you become like jesus that you are willing to connect with him and go deep in relationship before you go deep in truth. 
2 Corinthians 5 and 20, the Bible says, We are therefore Christ's ambassadors. The word ambassador means that a citizen of one country relocates into a foreign country to represent the values of their home country. And as Christ followers, you've got a decision to make today. Who are you an ambassador of? And where is your home country? It's a struggle because we live in the United States of America. You would say that your citizenship is in the United States. But as Christ followers, we have a higher citizenship. My ultimate citizenship is in his kingdom. And as a Christ follower, I'm not in his kingdom today. This earth is not his kingdom. That's why he prayed, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We're not there yet. That's why he's called us to be light and to be salt, to make the world better and brighter because his kingdom's not here. We are ambassadors. We live in this world system as if the kingdom values of God are in this world system. This is challenging because we struggle. Some of us think that we're ambassadors for the Democratic Party or the Republican Party, or conservatives, or whatever the thing is. We've missed my voice as a follower of Jesus. I would suggest your voice as a follower of Jesus. Our voice must not be hijacked by the issues of the day. Our voice must be rooted in our relationship with Jesus as we have embraced that Jesus is the only way while we lean in and we love people even though they've chosen another way if we pull back if we insulate and isolate and say well I don't want to be around those people look what they think look what they believe or we criticize and we argue and we defend what hope will they have in discovering Jesus Christ is the solution they're looking for so Jesus shows up with this inclusive statement that he came for all people. But then he also gives this exclusive requirement that that salvation is only through him. And as Christ followers, we're, lived, we're called to live in this nuance, and it is a struggle, and that's why we need to be in God's word, because God's world will give you strength in the struggle. And it will give us patience and peace as we step in relationally. Not to pull back and be woke and say, I don't want to say anything or do anything because I don't want anybody to be offended. How tragic for you and I to be relationally with men and women in our neighborhoods where you work out, where you work, where you vacation. And we say nothing because we don't want someone to be offended and that someone doesn't discover hope in Christ what they've missed in this life and what they will miss in eternal life if we need to be woke about anything woke is slang for being woken up to a truth being woken up to the culture is telling you that you need to be woken up to their truths this morning as Christ followers we need to be woken up 
to the reality that we can embrace that Jesus is the only way while we lean in and love people who've chosen another way. You've been sitting for a while. Why don't you stand with me? I'd like to pray over you this morning. I've asked Corbin and the team to come back, and, and I want to sing this song again about Jesus as our, our king. There is no other king. There is no one who's ever done what Jesus has done. And so as Christ followers, we're going to worship because Jesus is the only way. But would you, in this song, would you also invite the Holy Spirit to illuminate your mind to begin to show you how perhaps potentially you've pulled back from leaning in and loving people. People who think differently than you. Dare I say, in the culture in which we live today, who are choosing, choosing to identify themselves differently than you think they should identify themselves. If we pull back as the light and the salt, as we pull back as Christ followers, how will they ever know? If we stand on the sidelines and point at them and try to prove to them why they're wrong and they shouldn't think and act and live, how will they ever know? This is the high calling, the high watermark of us in the West in 2022. It is embracing this incredible nuance of trusting that Jesus is the only way because he is. While we love people who've chosen another way. When I pray, if you've never begun a relationship with Jesus and all of a sudden this is the day like no other day and your mind is like wide open to Jesus, choose Jesus today as the only way. You can have a conversation in your mind, quietly in your heart. Jesus, it's me. Today I realize that you are the only way. I've sinned and I can't fix it. Only you, Jesus. I believe that you died on the cross for my sins. You were buried in a tomb for three days and you came back from the dead. And I invite you to come into my life. And to all who are beginning that relationship today, welcome to God's family. You, absolutely, sure. You can text to the number on your screen. We'd love to help you continue to grow in following Jesus. Use this song, Christ followers. Use this song in this space to invite the Holy Spirit to lead you and to guide you as we embrace that Jesus, He is the only way. In a culture that wants us to coexist, Jesus is the only way. But we can coexist by learning to love people where they are because we know that Jesus will meet anybody where they are to reveal to them where they can be.